Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. Welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman, broadcasting from Florida for the cold East Coast winter. Today, I want to talk to you about how the real estate market is pivoting during COVID. So a lot has changed in the past you know, nine months since the COVID outbreak and pandemic, actually more than an outbreak. But I wanted to share with you what's happening in the market and how the real estate market has been pivoting during COVID. Yes, real estate is still solid. You know, yes, performance is still very strong, but I have noticed, you know, three different kind of changes that they basically signal how we are pivoting during market, how the real estate sector and investors are pivoting during COVID. The first change is that more and more investors are interested in debt. So far, the main interest in real estate was through equity, basically investors buying real estate either directly whether it's single family homes or small multifamily properties, or basically through uh, REITs or through syndicators that are purchasing large multifamily properties. But since COVID started, some investors wanted to diversify and mitigate their risk and started to shift to debt. So I see around me more and more debt funds that institutional players and private syndicators are creating and raising money for debt funds. Those debt funds, they're basically investing either directly with other syndicators. So basically as a syndication, let's say I find a deal and we need to raise $20 million. So as an example, let's say that $17 million is going to be equity, basically Investors that are going to wire funds and purchase shares of the LLC that owns the property, so they're equity holders in the property or in the LLC that owns the property, and $3 million is going to be brought to the deal as a debt fund. And then let's say those $20 million are going to be paid as a down payment and the rest of the money that is missing to purchase a property, that's going to be conventional lending through, you know, Freddie and Fannie or any other lender out there. So that's one way of how investors are, you know, are kind of pivoting towards or adding more debt to their portfolio. Another way of those debt funds, instead of directly investing in deals, they're buying agency debt from institutionals out there from Freddie, for instance. So Freddie is providing debt and then basically selling it in the market and those debt funds are buying the agency debt. 
basically they're buying the bond. So maybe the returns are a little bit lower, but the risk is also lower than owning the property on the equity side. Now, Another way of debt funds to be basically deployed is through preferred equity funds. Preferred equity groups, not to confuse that with PREF payment. PREF payment is when you basically invest in a syndication, you have preferred return, which means up to, let's say, 7% on your investment. The first money that comes in from the property goes to investors before the general partner or or the sponsor can distribute to the GP, they can do it until the 7 or 8% PREF is met. Now, preferred equity, that's basically a different form. It's somewhere between debt and equity. In the capital stacks, they're sitting below the senior debt. So let's say you took a $50 million loan and then $10 million more from PREF equity. Technically, they own equity in the deal, but the payment is more of a debt fund, more as a lender. So they're getting paid X percent. It could be 8 could be 9%, but they're not participating on the back end because they structure the equity in a way that they're getting maybe higher payments in the short term, but they're not making anything on the back end. So that's the preferred equity fund. Now, another way of how investors are pivoting towards debt is through class A investments. So something that has started recently, and we're using it also in our syndication, is that syndicators are now offering two classes of investors, class A and class B. So class A They usually get paid first before class B and they get, let's say, 9% cash on cash, but they don't get anything from the sale. Now, class B are getting maybe 7% cash on cash. They're getting paid after class A, but they are getting their share of the sale when you sell the property in three to five years. So generally speaking, they get more than class A, but in the immediate term, they get less. So class A investors, it's similar to debt when you basically get X amount and your investment, you know, the returns do not change based on how much you're selling the property after the end of the business plan. And so we've seen more and more investors that are interested in either investing in class A over class B or basically want to distribute their investment and invest, let's say, 75000 in Class B and 25000 in Class A. And that way they do get their share of the back end when we sell the property in five years, but they increase their immediate returns from 7 to, let's say, 7.4. And so that's another way of moving or diversifying towards debt over equity. Now, A second way of how the real estate market is pivoting during COVID is that investors and also tenants, they're flocking to secondary markets. So we see more investors moving away from markets like New York City, LA, and San Francisco. It's not a secret that those markets are struggling right now in some areas and more investors are moving to where the demand is today. In cities like Austin, like Dallas, like Atlanta, like Phoenix, these markets are so popular right now because they have good climate. 
you know, they have warm climate, they're more affordable. So a tenant can afford a much nicer apartment in a much better area than they could in New York City, for instance. There's also a lot of companies that move to Atlanta, move to Dallas, move to Austin. We all heard of Elon Musk's you know, decision to move to Austin. And I already read that some tech companies are following his footsteps, some big and some small and medium companies, which means that they're bringing the demand for multifamily with them. They're bringing you know, a lot of employees that don't necessarily want to buy a house. A lot of them are happy to rent a place. So in two to three years, when they want to switch and work for another company, they're not bound to a certain area. They can go back to San Francisco or they can move to another city where the opportunity is. There's a lot of movement within the U.S. and that generates and fuels the demand for multifamily. And so the focus on secondary and tertiary markets is a way for investors, you know, to basically follow the demand. And that's one way of how we basically pivoted as real estate investors and how the market pivoted in general. We see, you know, in, in those secondary markets, Atlanta, Austin, we've seen an increase in rents. And of course, you know, compared to what we've seen before COVID, I can tell you that before COVID, the trend was there more and more tenants were priced out of core markets like LA and they moved to Dallas where they can actually afford something much nicer. And so that's one way of, you know, how we pivoted. The trend was there, but COVID just accelerated, you know, this trend. Now, the third way of how the real estate market has been pivoting during COVID is that basically investors adjusted their expectations when it comes to the yield. And it happened because we understand there's much more uncertainty and we understand that things can go wrong and we do not expect the investments to yield the same returns that it had, you know, two years ago, for instance. So right now across the board, a lot of investors are good with six to 7% cash on cash. 13 to 14% IRR. I've seen deals with less than 13% IRR. And investors are basically saying, listen, we understand that it's not going to be as lucrative as it was five and four and seven years ago, but that's okay because it's still better than what we can get if we invest elsewhere. If we you know, invested in retail or in office, at this point, we like to invest in multifamily because we prefer the lower risk if we know there's a higher likelihood of hitting those targets, the, the targeted yields. And so adjusting the expectation is something that I've seen across the board. This is also what I tell my investors. And I say, hey, if you're looking for 15% IR, you can still find those deals, but they're getting more and more rare by the minute. And if you're looking for 17 to 20% IRR, you have to understand that you're probably looking at a riskier investment. You can find it if you perhaps buy a property that is 30% vacant. You know, you bring new management, you push the occupancy, you can hit 20% IRR, but that's going to be challenging to do. And it's a risk that you're taking. There's so many other assets that are performing very well. I personally prefer to invest in those assets and make 13% IRR and not, you know, buy the riskier assets 
right now, at least when it comes to my investors, I feel more comfortable being more conservative when it comes to my own money. When I invest, you know, on the side and just buy with my family, you know, we can tolerate higher risk, but when it comes to my investors, I'm extremely, extremely careful. And I don't want to bring anything that may yield a higher IRR, but is going to be risky. That's basically my investment philosophy. And I've seen investors adjusting their expectations and adopting. And it's great because it's great to see that investors understand, you know, things, they're not the same things change and you have to, as an investor, change and adopt, you know, whether it's your criteria, your strategy, your expectation, things, things are not the same. And if you understand the market, you understand what is reasonable and what is not, then you'll succeed as a real estate investor. So that's it. That's what I have for you today, guys. You know, how the real estate market is pivoting during COVID. We talked about how investors are interested in debt and the different debt vehicles, you know, through syndications, purchasing agency debt or preferred equity funds, or investors just basically buying class A shares versus class B shares in a syndication. We also talked about how investors and tenants are flocking to secondary markets and how investors have adjusted their expectations. That's it, guys. Be bold, be great, and keep pushing forward. And I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.